Good evening, everyone, and welcome to Um Actually Comics. My name is Tristan, and I am joined today, as ever, by the inimitable Bob. It's me. Hello, Bob. Hi there. Hey. Uh, so uh, today we're going to be talking comics, and uh, it's, again, it's going to be a little funky because I'm still trying to navigate this visual aspect <laughs> that we've added to the podcast, yeah. and it's uh, it definitely adds a level of difficulty that I was not expecting, so... Spinning will, plates. Yeah, it's definitely spinning plates, especially now that I'm going to try to... I have this little setup where I'm going to put the comics over there so that they can be shown in a camera. And eventually I'm going to bump it and it's going to screw everything up and this is going to derail <laughs> uh, like a Marx Brothers kind of thing. So it'll be fun. Nice. Anyway, uh, yeah, let's just talk about it. All right. Because there's a lot of books this week. There it are. is July the 4th as we record this. And luckily, they rescheduled the fireworks, so we will not be hearing those <laughs> while we record, which is uh, definitely a thing I was concerned about. Eh, I wonder if they were too far away to be heard, but there probably would have been a lot of people yes, there screaming. Be, there's always screaming. Always <laughs> screaming. It's Congress Street. Filing in like, weird single file lines the way they do. It's so weird. Yes. Oh, my God. It's so strange. Uh, anyway, uh, so what are we talking about? We're talking about uh, Barnstormers mm. by Scott Snyder and Tula Lotte. Yes. What did you think? Mm, it's not my kind of thing. Yeah. Uh, it's the art's real pretty, and the story seemed interesting. It was a little kind of horror take on barnstorming, which is <laughs> like a... Uh, old-timey thing that that people used to yeah like in the 1920s when airplanes were even more dangerous uh (laughs) they used to fly them into barns and (laughs) everything would be like watch it be like that thing where you like watch to see if someone dies or not exactly everything i know about barnstorming i learned from the activision atari 2600 (laughs) game barnstorming which was very fun and i know that it disturbs the chickens because they would always run out of the barn. Uh, yeah, well, the but chickens live in the barn. Little so. little pixelated chickens would yes. always flee in terror from my plane, from I, my biplane. I did learn that from uh, from my time living on a farm. Nice. That, <laughs> that, the, the, chickens the chickens live in the barn, and also uh, other animals will habitually be in there, and it smells weird. <laughs> it smells weird. All right. Well, here is the first of the the batch of this new series. We have. Night Terrors Batman mm. and this is this is going to be the summer this is the entire summer is going to be dedicated to Night Terrors yes which is the story of a new character uh not the one that I expected it to be in fact they dispense with the character I expected to see very quickly yeah 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 definitely uh, Dr Dr Destiny Dr Destiny is not a big part of this and is basically uh replaced by a newer character uh yeah. named Insomnia Insomnia yes and uh I I mean I'm a horror fan so this yeah. really this really hit me exactly where I wanted to be uh, I found it a lot more interesting than 
the what was it the dark universe dark oh dark knights dark knights metal well stuff. Uh, so dark knights metal and all that stuff it's a fun novelty crazy whatever that's fine i meant the the other one that was like the the dark it was like it was basically oh, dark crisis. multiverse yes dark crisis on dark infinite dark earth so yeah they called it. this is definitely different from that yes um, i i definitely as a as an event that has a horror theme to it, I thought this was a much superior, a vastly superior title. And it does be, uh, present itself to be a like two issue, two month. Sorry, yes. not two issue, two month. Uh, although all the things are two issues, so sort of also true. Yeah. But uh, but self-contained, like just summer event that is self-contained. <laughs> it is, it is self-contained <laughs> and is self-contained. And uh, yeah, and each one of these things is just essentially, you know, it's happened before that some nightmare monster gets into the head of whatever character. What I thought was phenomenal about this was just the fact that I actually liked this book, which blew my mind because I don't think I have liked a book of this character's in a very long time. That would be uh, Night Terror's Black Adam. Mm. I actually really liked this. He follows Bast as a house cat around Cairo and it's you know again none of this stuff is like reinventing the wheel this is not super complicated storytelling by any stretch of the imagination but I feel like it is actually kind of uh, a nice way almost like since this is the the dawn of DC thing that they're going through at this point this is almost like a nice way to introduce newer readers to the DC universe and kind of say what the characters are about and what makes them special and you know and yeah. I think that's I think it's doing a good job of that I think so too the thing I like the most about it if I were to uh, single out like a specific thing uh, it would be that it's it's not as it's not a cosmic it's not like yes. there's 400 different universes it's all each different world is just within the head of the character that it's focusing on whether it's black adam or batman or superman or whatever so it's like it's more earth based and it feels more like a justice league kind of story and not like a like crisis which is just nice to not have it be a raised stake as opposed to just like a regular stakes like (laughs) i think that that's kind of a smart way to go with a crossover of this nature yeah, and since it's just sitting here, I'm going to switch over. I'm going to jump some some letters and go straight to Night Terrors of the Joker. Ah, which this is, is my favorite one. This is a this is you know everybody Your else. Least favorite. They're worried about all of the bad things that are going to happen to their friends and family, and the Joker's worried about an office job. Well, he it's <laughs> it's a little bit smarter than that, I think, because it's sure. it's like basically just like he's he's getting everything that he wants so it's like his nightmare is like a a regular dream in a way where like the first thing that happens is batman just dies in front of him and he's just like i can't believe that's how that all went down there was a slippery roof yeah yeah batman just literally like trips falls dies that's it he's done and then he continues to go through this kind of like He's he's trying. I don't want to give away the whole yeah, yeah. issue, but he like he basically just like somehow ends up working at Wayne Enterprises in this just like bureaucratic nightmare job where he thinks he's getting into this other job, but he actually in fact is just a a shit office worker. 
and, and there's some uh, fun art like yeah i, I like the really, art actually the quite, art a quite a bit this is the stefano Raphael, who is the uh has been working on the detective comic series um and then matthew rosenberg is the writer who has been doing that joker series i think that you're finding a lot with this like because it displaced the regular monthly books that some of the regular monthly teams are just kind of they're not the exact same creative teams but um and i mean maybe it's a way to get the regular artists to kind of give them a little bit of a breather so that when they can come back onto it and do it so it's i think it's a smart way to do a crossover it's and it's definitely kind of sandman-y you know dream world definitely i mean uh i i i get the feeling that dream is going to show up in this. it's hard to I imagine would, that dream would not show up in yes, this. but it, feel, it definitely said, feels like they might have to get neil's permission you know so maybe <laughs> I, maybe that's it, it is possible i don't know uh yeah. anyway anyway so we've got uh next up we've got captain america 750 on this our independence day yeah when we declare independence this is that. when we uh destroyed the aliens after they blew up the white house how do you feel about that uh, I feel like um, President Bill Pullman really came through in the in the clutch. It's really trying, but I just it's been too long since I've seen that movie. Uh, that crazy guy who uh, <laughs> played a crazy guy, but then turned out to be a really crazy guy in real life, uh, who kept recording videos of him and his wife having sex with like oh Randy Quaid <laughs> with weird masks on, <laughs> yeah, that and was distributing weird. it as political satire. Somehow, yeah, I yeah, guess he, he believed he it was really, political satire. Drugs are powerful things. They're real good. Uh, drugs are real, real powerful yeah. uh, tools. But uh, he's a real powerful tool. The too. Captain America book is two stories. The first story is a uh, Sam Wilson, and the second story is Steve Rogers. And the second story I thought was interesting. I I actually um, really liked. Isn't it three stories? Mm, what was the costume party one? The sort of like the, uh, it wasn't a cost. Well, it was yeah, a funeral yeah. for like basically the golden age character, was, the oh, destroyer. Golden agey. I like yeah. the art in that one. I yeah, thought that was really it was fun. good. And also, uh, one of Captain America's longtime allies becomes the new destroyer in it, which oh, I thought was kind of a you know we'll see if anything sticks with it. But yeah, I, I did think it was it, a little dramatic like, to be really like nice. I'm going to give a speech at a funeral, and then the while I'm giving the speech <laughs> at the funeral, I'm going to put on my superhero costume in front of you very dramatically. <laughs> Um, but you know whatever does he become D-Man is all I care about it is not D-Man I don't think D-Man is in the comic well, um, but there's a lot that's of gold. a real there's, missed oh, opportunity. The, the other thing that was really weird and funny about it was that uh, Jim Hammond, the Golden Age Human Torch, is like speaking about the Destroyer, and he's like just catches on fire while he's talking, and just is like, is that a, is that safe? Is that a good idea? You're inside a church, man. That thing probably has sprinklers. <laughs> I don't know, but it, yeah, you, you know, can't even use a fog machine inside when yeah, somebody's got a sprinkler. Don't invite system. Jim Hammond to the funeral, Seriously. Christ. Anyway, it was it was fine for your for your double sized anniversary issues, and uh, we'll see where things are going. But I I feel like uh, I hope that the tea leaves I'm reading with Captain America are not uh, are not what I'm reading them to be because uh, it would be it's old. We'll see. It's yeah, old. it's just it's a retread if yeah. that's what it is, and I just if I that's don't the plan, know. it's not a great one. We shall uh, see. Not everything has to mirror the goddamn movies. It's just so that's all. My only point. Not you know, Sam Wilson can just look like Sam Wilson. He doesn't have to look like that guy who plays Sam Wilson <laughs> in the movie. Like you know, I don't. It's just like it doesn't 
doesn't yes. work for me in a certain sort of way. Especially because then you try to sell the trades and then it turns out that half the actors that you've cast are going to go murder somebody <laughs> or do something terrible. And then you're like, oh shit, now all of these comics when, have this guy that, you know, did some terrible thing. Also just like, who's reading comics because they want photorealism? <laughs> like, I mean, this whole thing is just like, I don't, I, it's a personal you're you're saying taste. this as though as though I don't care how much it looks like Mark Hamill or whatever you know right, like I don't like, care how much it looks like imagine uh, imagine trying there is, to tell this to an executive at uh, the Disney Corporation yeah. as though they give a fuck and there is a absolutely a uh exception that proves the rule which we'll talk about when we get to the peacemaker comic yeah that is <laughs> uh, true but anyway uh, i don't point. genuinely like it very much when there's like this attempt at like visual continuity with other medium it's like just let it be a comic well you know who they don't seem to care about mimicking in the comics that would be captain marvel uh, who yeah. is next? Uh, Captain Marvel Dark Tempest. Which is Anne Nocenti writing Captain Marvel yeah. in a miniseries of some kind, yes. maybe? Yeah. I, uh, it's I a miniseries of some kind. I just kind of flipped through it. It didn't. The art didn't really tell me the story in no, a way that I, I needed it to. I didn't to. even check it out. Yeah, so, I don't know. I'm sure I it's don't fine. Know. Anne Nocenti's good. Yeah, exactly. I assume it's good. Yeah. Uh, let's see. I was basically dealing with all of this AV stuff, so I had very little time to read. Well, I didn't. I actually read comics early this time nice yeah you had already read all the night terrors i read I all in. the night terrors yesterday unusual. yes i don't normally work on mondays but david decided oh i'm gonna go on some sort of vacation like some sort of david. fancy man so what are you doing what are you doing hopefully enjoying, you play someplace fun enjoying your life <laughs> <laughs> you should be working yourself to death like me you should uh, be not paying him enough to go on vacation exactly no, just, that's what i should, should do. definitely pay your employees well uh, let's do clobberin' time. Ooh, I love it. Oh, I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. There's like a really cool thing where Dr. Doom gets his armor ripped off in it. And then like the way he does the face is so awesome. It's, did you read it? No, I didn't. Oh God. It's I so good. I do love clobberin'. This is the last it's issue. Good. It's the last issue. I can't and, believe uh, that this isn't going longer. Well, I mean, it's someone like that caliber of art yeah, with Steve Scrooge. Like it's not like he's like, hopefully he'll come back for more Marvel miniseries. You know, like that's like, this is like a comic book it's like it's not it is. he isn't concerned with making anyone look like anyone he's just like drawing the shit and out of so good and it's awesome but like the but way they do like, this is like how comics used to be you know it's fun and it's sort of tongue-in-cheek but it also like it, it, it sort of isn't like it feels more like old marvel comics to me than new marvel comics feel oh, like absolutely but oh, so 100%. despite it being like yeah. kind of non-continuity or whatever it feels more continuity to me and he does yeah. this so when dr doom gets his armor stripped off like every time you see his face and you can tell he has drawn the face like it's you can tell it's drawn in the comic, but there's a big black bar that says censored over the face every time it appears. It's only a handful of panels, but it's so good. It's just like, yeah, nice. you don't see Dr. Doom's face. Awesome. Like he, he broke a certain taboo with it where he like removes the things rocks and you see the like weird flesh Ugh. underneath, which is gross. It's uh, so gross. It's, it's one of it the things a lot that I in hate this one. the most. Yeah. And it, I, it would normally bother me, but uh, the series is so good. Yeah, that it is. I, that, it's you know what? Good. Gross, like gross thing under skin is the least of our problems. Yeah, I like it a lot, and it ended well, and it was fun, and that's what 
I want in yep. a superhero comic book. I will definitely sell the hell out of this as a trade, but it's like, oh, yeah. but I'm also just like, this is such a perfect comic book as a comic book. Yeah. Like, it's, it's the perfect book to have just issues. The floppies. Like I don't, uh, uh, it will be still great content when it is in the, in the trade, but it's just, I don't know. It's yep. just comics better. Anyway, uh, Daredevil 13. Mm-hmm. Lucky 13. Yeah. I read it if you want to talk about it, but oh please, if you have something, tell yeah, me. I don't know that I have much. It's oh, okay. it's a it's he's in hell. Oh okay. He's in hell. He's doing stuff in hell. Uh-huh. Sure. It's it's one of those more trippy like speaking of Anne Nocenti actually like when she sent him to hell and he fought Mephisto. It's like one of more like that kind of Daredevil comics, so it's a little trippy. Fair. But uh, but it's good. Okay, uh, this is Doctor Strange Oof. number five. Still one of the best books on the goddamn shelf. It is. It is. Uh, I think at this point, my favorite Marvel comic that's coming out right now. I think that's. Uh, it's. It's great. I have. I have a few favorites, but this is still. Yeah. No. I. I really like this comic. It's very good, and I am not like a Doctor Strange. Like I'll go. Like there are yeah, certain yeah. books where it's like if it's really good, I just kicked my camera. Hopefully that didn't screw no, it up you're too good. bad. You're good. Um. But uh, but it's so Jed McKay. I really like Jed McKay, and this is my favorite thing I've read from Jed McKay. Yeah, good stuff. And Pascal Ferry doing the art. It's very cool. The 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 way they're doing the fill-ins is really cool. I hear you're also a fan of the Doom Patrol. I so am. I'm here we have my fan. greatest adventure number eighty, the first appearance of the Doom Patrol. Yeah, that's cool. It's cool to if it's cool to read it. I actually have like a huge collection of '60s Doom Patrol, but I don't have the first appearance, yeah. so it's kind of cool to have a reprint facsimile of it. Um, not quite as good as having the original. I don't know. I feel but... like it's better because it's not as skanky and smelly as it would be if it was yeah. within your price range to own that something like that. For me, it's true. But fortunately for me, the stuff that I like from DC the most doesn't tend to be the most pricey of back it's issues. True. Like I bet you could probably score a pretty decent My Greatest Adventure for like not that much. For money. under a hundred dollars. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I think could find I think one. that's I think that's feasible. Someday I will organize my collection and figure out what issues I actually need. I think there's probably like somewhere between eight and fifteen that I'm missing. I don't really know exactly, but I have a lot of them. I do have the last one, which I love, where mm. they all die. Yes. Oh, such a good comic. Oh, speaking of contenders for my favorite Marvel comic, uh, Fantastic Four. Ooh, it's very good. It is. It is, in fact, very good. You know what's cool about Ryan this one? North is good at stuff. Yeah, he's good at writing smart, uh, and you need with a f- book like Fantastic yes, Four. He like, is a very smart fellow. You know, it's interesting because somehow Stan Lee was able to fake it for 105 issues, but like, so it can be done. But like, it's cool when somebody like it, it, this book does kind of threatened the thing that i found with this specific issue is that he's written this thing where basically um so this is a continuation from the last issue uh where there's a new monster and what she does is she like removes the memories of people and then like basically like once you don't have memories you're able to be manipulated into doing evil things and so it's this whole thing about human nature and monsters and stuff like that so it's on on that level but then it ends up being the torch 
the invisible woman and Alicia and then the rest of the the team is is fighting them so they're basically fighting Mr. Fantastic with all of his brain power and the thing with all of his strength but like with none of their morals and with none of their capacity of like knowing that they love these people or whatever and so they're beating the shit out of them and um but the, he does this thing where Alicia they basically they're like they can beat you to the visible woman and the human torch because they know you but like they've never we have to give them a person that they've never fought before so alicia uses her sculpting ability to like sculpt the um invisible force field to create an armor so they basically create this like big mech hmm. um and i think that this is the first time where it's like the artist just kind of doesn't really articulate it in a way where it's like it's a really cool concept and it doesn't quite come across on the page and I'm really sorry to be harsh about that because I do really like the comic Um, but it's fun and then there's some weird shit that the Invisible Woman does with her powers that's like I guess she could do that like that's she a, can do all sorts of weird shit. Yeah, I mean, over the years, some <laughs> real weird stuff has happened with the Invisible Woman's powers for so sure. That's... But this was like a like a like a smart extrapolation on like what she could theoretically do with her powers. That's kind of interesting. And also, just very quickly, uh, talk about Night Terror's first blood, which is obviously yeah, the, that's the kickoff of the, the event. kickoff, which is especially if you're a big Boston brand fan, which I, in fact, am a big Boston brand fan. Mm. I like the dead man. And uh, he features very prominently in this story and I'm, and yeah. hopefully will continue to be a main player in this story. So Yeah, he's key to the whole deal. I like the visual representation of him that's kind of evolved out of that Kelly Jones kind yes. of skeleton thing where he's like kind of more like, like a cross between the Neil Adams and that. Um, so he looks cool. And I do like that Howard Porter, the artist, is doing something a little different with his style for this. Um, a little more like kind of it almost looks like scanned pencils, like with it's, less. It's like, very scratchy lines. It's, it's really it's much more. Uh, it's hard to say. It's it's much more free. Yeah, than it I just seems kind see. of pencily to me. Yeah. Um, and I and I thought it was very cool art from uh, from Porter, who I think is capable of doing like really good things with a good writer. So. Um, it was cool. It was a strong, Absolutely, yeah. I strong mean, fun issue. Kind of, kind of what we're looking at. Yeah, it's pretty great. Um, okay, next up we have something that no one cares about. Uh, here is Frank Miller's Dan DiDio's, uh Ancient Enemies: The Greater Good. Yeah. The less said about it, the I better. Mean, yeah, I don't know why I flipped through it. It didn't make sense. <laughs> These are the gargoyles. We love uh, the Gargoyles. It's actually really good. This series has been really fun. If you're a fan of the Gargoyles, you're going to probably love this. Yeah. It, they they do it right. They do it justice. Yeah. Which is, you know, for for a uh, dynamite property, you know, with that you can't say that anymore with how good Elvira has been. Yeah, I, I know, guess. right. What also it's like for me, I just I, I always have less to say on the licensed yeah, uh, properties and stuff, but um yeah. but it's Gargoyles in the vein of Gargoyles. It's yeah. if you like Gargoyles, you're going to like the comic. You're not getting any more of the cartoon, so this is this is the yeah. next best thing. Yeah, and I think it's like, isn't it the like the writer for the yeah, cartoon writing the comics? Yeah, so yeah. It's like best thing like for having like Larry Hama write GI Joe or like the Transformers guy write exactly. Transformers or whatever. Transformer guy, and we have Grim number eleven. Oh man, today, best huh? issue of Grim in several months. I really like it. I like Grim a lot. This is one of my favorite indie books. Um, I really dig it. Uh, it's basically like the the barrier between uh the afterlife and um 
the way in the regular world is like breaking down and uh, like basically death is like kind of taken off the playing field. So people like aren't dying, but like hell is like crazy shit is going on in hell. And the main characters are uh, kind of defeated and being held prisoner. And this is kind of kicking off a new arc. Um, so it's just a fun, cool series that I like. I think the art's really good and the story's interesting and it's fun. Speaking of independence that I really like, Hairball. Oh yeah, this um, is a good issue. This, like, I guess my memory is absolute garbage. Did But did it always look like this? Did, like, the, did the page quality change? What are we, what are we looking at here? I think the paper stock is different on and this it's issue. it's also as though it was like a European comic that was resized for an American comic. It's like the, the panels, like... I don't, You've got an extra two inches at the top and bottom, or interesting, like an I extra don't, inch. On I'd the have top to go back and look at the older issues. Will, um, this I will is open it just to show the audience. This is more of a like an or, almost like an origin issue it is. for the the cat that's been part of the earlier issues, and this is written by Matt Kent, who definitely is like a slow burn comic writer yes. who is very very smart and very good storyteller and i really i can't i don't know the artist's name off the top of my head but the artist is good and this is tyler the story jenkins. tyler jenkins and so this is the story and of hillary jenkins excellent well they all did a bang up job and i like the paper stock on it um i i could do without the cardstock cover but you know whatever i'm not going to complain too much what i think you really will like is this new character called the incredible hulk and his <laughs> new friend the wolverine yeah he's canada's first superhero he is there it is uh, a facsimile of hulk 180 which some people will tell you is the first appearance of wolverine and some people will get really mad about that for reasons i don't quite understand this is a debate that i do not understand it's because it's like wolverine is in the comic named Here, as wolverine shown in I'm costume to, it is definitely his first I'm appearance i'm going to i'm going to oh this is a big spoiler for this comic if you haven't <laughs> read about this character the wolverine but here he is he literally says i'm the wolverine yeah for christ's sake i don't this I, is the th- first appearance of wolverine how it's a fucking debate makes no fucking sense to that me at like, all the cameo appearance of venom he's like a shadow that pushes a guy he pushes somebody in front of a Sure, sure so it's like you do know it's venom but it's like he's not shown as venom a in shadow. costume right yeah like exactly. it's not like a full this, this, not, this is not the same thing is a guy standing there saying the name of his character in full costume in his full costume full like, ha- like, and it's just because it's he's in the last only in one panel the, yeah it's yeah it's almost like, taking up half the fucking page i think some people have too much fucking time on their hands i agree probably I, we are included in that we are though. absolutely <laughs> included in that but uh the i think the reason at the end of the day is that people had copies of both and wanted to make them both worth money. So. Yeah. Well, I mean, I can see why they're both worth money. Well, like, I can see why the next issue is worth money. It's the first full yeah, yeah. comic with Wolverine. Sure. But it's not the first appearance of Wolverine. It's they just, like, adamant. <laughs> I'm adamant that there is no argument adamant. to be had there. Yum. I am Adam Ant. Um, Viva La Rock. <laughs> Ant music. Uh, so we've got the untold tales of I Hate Fairyland. Yeah. It's kind of like if uh, if Steven Universe drew for a couple adventures of <laughs> I, I Hate Fairyland. I don't know. It's like it's I Hate Fairyland, but it's like two stories with like different artists. It's fine. One of, one of the artists, it definitely looks like they do cartoons for a living. Yeah, it yeah. Is it really, looks like it's real cartoony. Yeah. I mean, it's cool. And we've got I Hate This Place. 
last issue. I is, think. I, I I believe so. Yes, I believe this is the last issue. Yeah, it, it it certainly ends, and I heard that it was canceled. So, I think it is the last issue. Tragedy. Yeah. Well. When the feeling's gone and you can't go on. I love me some Kyle Stark, so seeing any of his books disappear from the shelves is cause to pour one out for the homie. Unless he had been writing Junk Rabbit, in which case, I would say, <laughs> good riddance. No, actually, some people really like this book. I, I guess I haven't been paying attention to it. I can see it. it. Oops, sorry. What the fuck was that? I just moved a box at okay. my foot because I wanted to move my foot. I apologize. Uh, I'm sure it was very loud. All right. And this is a story of a lobster. It is Love Everlasting. Oh, it has one of the covers has a lobster on it. Sure does. Uh, yeah. I've I like, not been reading this one. I have. I actually need to catch up on it. I've been picking up the, the issues but, and reading them. Kind of like I'm, I should just be reading the trades. Like it's one of those things where it's like I'm a I'm a I'm a floppy guy. But uh, I'm a floppy I, guy. Yeah. <laughs> But uh, but I like My this, and I John like Lennon's the... Song. Yes, um, he was a fan of floppies as well. Mm. And I like Elsa, Elsa Charretier, and Tom King can write a good story when, when, he, feels when like he feels like it. And in this case, I think he does, and I will you know, maybe read the last three issues that I haven't read and be like, you know, this sucks, but I doubt it. You know, uh, also, Disney Maleficent is out. It's mm. issue number three of a thing about that character that people seem to like and if you like paying money for things that were free at one point (laughs) you know what you're gonna love you're gonna love marvel zero why yes it's all the things you got for free on free comic book day but sold back to you at seven dollars thanks marvel you really you know what the people want and what the people want is to spend extra money on superfluous garbage to pay more for a comic that I mean, basically, w- really what, what it is, is I don't think people are going to spend money on it. I'm going to buy it because I'm nervous that I'm not going to have it for my customers and it's <laughs> going to disappoint them. And everyone's going to go, why the fuck would I do that? You gave it to me for free on free comic book day. Uh, and I will say, yes, that was my mistake. I'm well, so sorry. Everyone. Well, I would ask then, do, do you still have copies of the free comic book day comic books? Do. Oh, man. Well, I then could, I wouldn't have worried about it at all. I'd have been like, hey, you want that? Yeah, here, Let me just give you these for free. These free ones. Anyway, uh, Monstrous is out. Continues to be... Oh, my friend just uh, read the last uh, trade of Monstrous and, and had very good things to say about it, and I probably should have picked it up and looked at it, but I, I didn't because I knew I didn't... I knew I wouldn't know what was happening in it, but, but my friend who... Uh, my friend Mike... Shout out to Mike. Uh, likes really good comics and really enjoyed Monstrous. So it's a book that he follows, and uh, I take his word that it's worth yeah. worth checking out, especially in trades. Yeah, Monstrous is is just such a beautiful book, and uh, I did not follow it closely enough to know what is going on. Unfortunately, totes same boat, but, but really, really good stuff. Uh, mostly number five is out. Oh, that's the final issue, and it was good. Cool. Uh, My Little Pony, number 14, is out. I did not read it, and nope. it is not the final issue. It is not. It will That's never... also not good. It will no, never be the <laughs> no, final I... issue. Mm, let's Can't. see. We've got No-1. Dash I read that and didn't understand it, but it was just fine and perfectly perfectly readishable. It is from the massive verse, so uh, that might yes. be why. Those books always look good. They do, they and is one of those books that I had no faith in when it first came out, and I was just like, 
Ugh, superhero <laughs> book from Image. How about Go to Hell? And then uh, I that made a terrible mistake radical. because it turned out that everybody liked them and I was wrong. Mm. Dead wrong. Uh, we've got Once Upon a Time at the End of the World, number seven. Like I said to you, I was like, I it's a Jason Aaron book, and the last issue was very positive and fun things were happening, and then this one is just like all kinds of things are going on. Everything's going great, and I was like, there's Uh-oh. no way this is lasting, <laughs> and uh, you know, yeah, it lasts for this issue. Yep. Oh, boy. It's a good and, series. I like it. And I'm just going to say Tamara Bonvillant because I love seeing her. Bonvillant. Bonvillant. Uh, and another book that is a tie-in to a character that is based on the TV show as opposed to the comic book, but actually is wonderful, Peacemaker so, tries hard. What a so, great fucking comic. So good. It is absolutely my favorite comic book of the week. Uh, I these books are so funny. I love it. I love Kyle Starks. I love the dialogue. I love the storyline. I love Steve Pugh's art. Uh, I just like there are certain people who who you know decades into their career, like you can see a degradation a little bit, like or at least like a like a like just yeah, some yeah. kind of it's almost like a lack of like a diminishing confidence in a way and I'm not sure how to really describe it but you can kind of see it degradation is probably not the best word but maybe it is but there are certain people like Jerry Ordway who can still just like bang it out right, and like right. Steve Pugh can he's better today I think than he yeah, ever yeah. was I, I think that's true it's insane I honestly think you're right like when there's like one of those things where it's like you look at someone like Paul Rudd and you're like how does that guy still look young yeah, or yeah. whatever it's like how does this guy get so much like how is he that good like it's like everything about like a classic mad magazine like parody with like the exaggerated facial like and just like but also all of the realism that you would ever want in a superhero comic right but also just funny and just perfectly like with the script like it's just a perfect he's he's right there and also i'm just gonna spoil it that the red bee comes back in this and i'm so happy to see the red bee in a comic book and to be treated as like there's literally gonna be like a team up of peacemaker and red bee and they are gonna take down the people who stole peacemaker's dog who he named after bruce wayne (laughs) he's a dog named bruce wayne uh uh, I just love it so much. I love yeah. this comic book very, it's very, great. very, very much. It's very good. Uh, here's one that I am a big fan of. I really enjoyed this. And that's saying something because it has a drug thing to it. And for me to like a drug-themed comic book, is it's very rare. I tend to I tend to find that stuff really off-putting. People who are really obsessed with hallucinogenics and shit, I find very boring. Oh, I know what you're talking but about. But holy shit, Pink Elephant. What a <laughs> great book. I love it. I love the art. I love the coloring. I love everything about it. This is fun. It's this is fun. a really, really creative twist on the old... Uh, we, you know, we ignored the warnings and so oh, we're paying the price kind of fucking cabin it's in the so, woods like, story. so like, I definitely was just like, why are you doing, why are you taking that drug? <laughs> like, she literally, the person who you bought it from told you you were all going to die Whatever and that you, you were do, going to, that, that you were literally taking the first step in turning the key to the world of madness. And then you're like, oh, hey, 
look, I found some drugs inside this thing she sold us. Let's all take it. Oh, yeah. but yeah, it was fun. And I like the kind of like off kilter size of it, oh, you know, slightly smaller yeah. than comic size. And it was it was definitely a fun read. And then the reveal, there's a reveal at the end of oh, yeah. what the killer <laughs> monster is. And it's like, yes, yeah. this is what I wanted. This is yeah. really what I was looking for from yeah. this comic book. This, I this would be a very it. cool low budget uh, oh. or high budget horror film. This would film. definitely be... Uh, if the Mandy studio was looking for a new property, <laughs> this would be a no brainer for them. It, it definitely has cabin in the woods vibes, but it really also has Mandy vibes all over it, yeah. which again is a, uh, like even with the color scheme too. Right. It's sure. Like it's like, the, it's a, it's a horror book that had drug stuff in it or a horror movie that had drug stuff in it that I was still like, okay, I like this. Yeah. Uh, Phantom Road number five. This is the uh, final issue of the first arc, and there's some weird shit. I'm actually really looking forward to the next arc because there's some weird shit introduced in this one. I'm just like, it's okay. so strange to do. You this still don't really know right now. Yeah, <laughs> like, you still right don't really know ends? like what the weird zombies are. But then like this bear just starts showing up, and he's like, huh, just like walking yep. around this weird bear. With a what a baseball bat or this some kind hammer. of club or some hammer, yeah. This reminds <laughs> me like, of it, so weird. Do you? Did Sorry, you I keep read, shaking my camera. Did you read? Um, oh my god, what was that series about the zombies that weren't zombies? Revival. Did you? Were you a fan of Revival? I was Is that a, a Tim Seeley book? Yes, the Tim Seeley yeah, book. Yeah, I don't I remember it too well. Huge fan of Revival and read it religiously. And the first two two paperbacks were just phenomenal 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 great twists and turns and kept you wanting more it kept it kept being good for a while and then by like the fifth trade skateboarding jesus shows up <laughs> and see if he showed up at the beginning i would have been a fan for the it beginning. was like but but there was no warning for skateboarding jesus he was jesus i love when jesus shows up in a comic and book. i was like okay i don't what the fuck is happening and i mean i'm sure there was an answer for it but i it kind of lost me i'm not gonna lie tim seeley if you're listening to this i would love to write skateboarding jesus comic <laughs> with you let's do this oh i really liked this one too which is another oddball uh night terrors poison ivy yeah. I thought was a delight. Uh, this, you know, her nightmare is it had really suburbia, strong suburbia, strong art, and, strong uh, art, and a and a really a really strong um, G Willow Wilson writing it. Yes, G Willow Wilson, and uh, and the art reminded me an awful lot of those scenes from Little Shop of Horrors mm. when in somewhere that's green, that whole little like that whole vignette of totally of her chosen suburban life uh, it's just it's very fun it's very atomic age it's just it's really cool looking yeah there's a variant cover that has like a really cool kind of norman rockwell yes style yeah, yeah. uh pose thing with uh ivy and harley and yep interesting it, it's good stuff and i liked this one too i liked ravager of all things i honestly just Why kind of flipped through this would one. i care about, about ravager but i actually enjoyed it I just it's very strange. I, I like the monster designs. I mean, they're all based on Deathstroke, obviously, but you wind up with these these creatures that kind of have trailing like ectoplasm from their eyes as the as the the demons that she's seeing and they're kind of it shapes the Deathstroke kind of mask, which is really cool. I it's 
I love it. I, I cool. really thought it was fun. I actually just grabbed a copy off the shelf and yeah. I'm flipping through it now. Yeah, it's it's good stuff. Nice. Here, this I'm going to cut to oh, you it's on flipping me through. Ah. No, I did it intentionally so that people could see you flipping through a comic book nervously. Perfect. <laughs> <laughs> I have all this power. Oh my goodness. Oh, sniff, sniff. <laughs> Splick. <laughs> also Splick. Uh, all right, Sonic, he's a hedgehog, and he is up to some shenanigans. Is he collecting he's, rings? He is collecting rings and getting Knuckles pregnant. Oh, whoa, whoa, what? Uh, no, sorry, I'm thinking of some deviant art I saw. <laughs> anyway, uh, let's see, Spawn number 343. This thing just will not stop. Hmm. Can't and stop, why, won't why stop. It, people love it. Uh, hey, you know what people love? They love that Spider Boy. They can't get enough of him. He is oh, the man. new rocking sensation that's rocking the nation. He's going to do it to <laughs> you right here, right now. Wow. But I, I, I really hope the final appearance of Spider Boy is uh, is like, I have to go right now. <laughs> if if it isn't, my home planet <laughs> needs me. My home and planet then the needs cell me. He just, just, just like, is, you see his feet at the just, top of the panel. I want him like, to get poochied out Spider of Spider Boy died so on his way into space. On his way to his home planet. That's right. <laughs> oh man, he does say uh, in this one. He's like Spider Boy out. He does. I can, oh, wait, they oh, have wait. definitely. I mean, I think he says. If you want to, oh, like, he actually shows a weird power that he has in this. That's like, ooh, it's weird. I don't understand how his mask something... works. Yes, and there's also something magical about his spider sense that I can't remember. He has like a different type of spider sense, and that's what this whole story has been about: is that basically Spider-Man gave himself Spider Boy's spider sense, and then it made so that he could tell when everyone was in danger, but it was like killing him. Okay. And so Osborne, who's a good guy now, is just like, "We're gonna nip that in the bud," and he does some kind of science thing. And anyway, sorry, I he sciences it out of literally me. spoiled the entire comic. I'm sorry, perfect. Uh, but well, he says, I can uh, tell you that he does. You know what? Days. Go for it. See if you can go a day without my help. Spider Boy, out! Yeah. And then he bounces off into this bit of the <sighs> things. Oh, my God. But it's no, uh, you dinks. <laughs> he's just... <laughs> gotta dig that one out. such a fucking poochie. He is. God, he's very he is poochie. the most poochie. You can tell that, like, somebody in corporate was <laughs> like, can you... Rasta him up by two percent, and Not- maybe I'd like <laughs> to see about three percent more surfer. See, I don't. I think can he play guitar at any point, and maybe drink some Mountain Dew. I think, and I genuinely think that Dan Slott was like, I created Alpha yes, for this thing, no, that is true. and they boned me by like making me do it in this specific way, and it made it so that the everybody hated the character and the and the people the editor was like no we're doing it we're pulling it they got rid of alpha and then he's like i'm gonna do alpha but i'm gonna do it right well, and i'm gonna make him spider boy and this is like literally i think it's dan slot like just doing it the way you yeah. know to prove and it's like maybe he's proving it maybe he might be apparently spider boy is popular it, he is yes but uh but only popular in the way that like collectors who don't read comics are buying stuff up in order to just in case he's Robin, you know, what, what if, I mean, we're right about the same time that it would have been, you know, what if we get, what if we get a Robin here? Yeah. I can't see it happening. Um, I just need, it's time to go. It's time to go right now. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, yep. That's it. Yeah. So, Poochie out, Spider-Verse, edge of it. That's what we got. It's one of these. 
Oh yeah, I can't. Re- I actually flipped through this and cannot remember. Uh, There's a spider J. Jonah Jameson. In there it. is, and his name is Headline or something like that, and his <laughs> costume is made of newspapers. <laughs> it's very strange. Fuck. It's very strange. Uh, I don't know. Why would your spider costume have newspaper clippings on it? I don't know. He's but, a newspaper guy. Yeah, I mean, uh, I get it. It's just a little you, on the nose. A little, a little on the nose there. <laughs> what about Star Trek Deep Space Nine? Do you get it? I do not read Star Trek comics. I'm sorry. Wow. Great. Well, what about Star Trek Defiant? pretty defiant right it's also a star trek comic and i did not read it oh okay i was unaware i I did read star wars star wars a star trek comic i didn't like it but i did read star (laughs) wars i just the thing that was cool about the old marvel star wars comics for me was that they like felt kind of like part of star wars but like just kind of like you could tell they were like making up their own ideas whereas this is like you are allowed to do blick, oh, blick, blick, yeah. and like you can. It's just, and everything must look blick, 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 and it's just, it's just fucking boring. I'm yeah. sorry. I, it's, I get it as somebody who was at one point into Star Wars enough that I enjoyed the the books. If you do more like Daniel Warren Johnson, Darth Vader comics like last week or whatever, that's sure. that's how you get me on board for a Star Wars comic. Like you let a, a creative person yep. do something fun within the world of Star Wars. I mean, and that's how you get me on board with anything. I Marvel. mean, true. That's true. I mean, it's true. just we were I was just talking about this with a customer who was like, who was like, I haven't read comics in a really long time. What's <laughs> new? And he started looking at the stuff that was on the shelf and he was like, this stuff all looks exactly the same. And I was like, no, not all of it looks the same. However, you are right that there is a there's a homogenization that is going on in the world of comics Mm. and corporate fucking mergers are not helping things any. So, yes, Mm. you are correct. Uh, But anyway, speaking of Yoda, I like this book. You like like it. Yeah, this is one of the few uh, Star Trek crossovers that I actually enjoy. I just like seeing. Uh, this, oh, this type of this. I like this type of story. It's just a traditional samurai story, and that's that's yeah. This what, looks fun. That's what Star Wars needs more of. Is if you're not going to tell a cowboy story, tell a fucking samurai story. Uh, and there, there you go. If Yoda was from Maine, would he be called Yoder? Yoder. <laughs> yes. Um, Steelworks. I read it. Steel Bath and Steel Body Works. What did you think? Uh, I liked it. I think Michael Dorn is doing a pretty good job. I don't... That uh, first issue killed for me. I really yeah, a lot liked of people, it. A lot I of people liked it. did not read this one because I was, you know, like I said, too busy. Too busy reading around with cameras. Night Terrors. Well, I was really too busy reading Night Terrors. Um, no, it was good. It's good. There's a new uh, cool looking villain. I uh, I really like Sammy Basri, the artist on this yeah. too. Oh, so yeah, it's, it's cool. Um, it's as good as any of the super books. What about this super book? It's called Adventures of Superman, John. And- well, as a person who's read every digital comic of Injustice, this comic <laughs> book is hits a note for me that totally works. Um, I nice. like it a lot, actually. I think it's a very good comic book. I like Tom Taylor in general. Uh, the art on this comic is good, and it f- kind of like seems like it might be ending Injustice. Like providing like some kind of a, I wasn't really expecting this to just be all about like when they first said he was going to be in the injustice world, I was like, ah, he'll be there for like an issue or two and then he'll move on to the next thing. But it's not 
turning out to be that it's turning out like the whole thing with Ultraman at the beginning was just kind of a red herring to get him to the ult- to the injustice world and now the whole series is about injustice and I, I don't know I think it's good cool um, you know what I think is kind of cool but not cool enough that I'm gonna follow it is survival I did well, I don't re- I, I is that a number two that is a number three of survival um, I I read the first one. I liked it enough. I was like I was kind of compelled to continue on, but as it's gone, I have just kind of flipped them, and it's weird. The art is not my thing. Mm. It's like almost two Boom Studios for the subject matter. It just feels like somebody rehashing the strain, mm. you know, in a way that. It looks very looks, The Strain. It's very The Strain, but only like through the lens of a Boom Studios kind of thing. It's mm. not not my thing. Well, I do think that Dark Horse uh, deserves uh, like a little bit more of a look these days than Absolutely. they have been getting for the last bunch of years for me. So, um, I mean, I I'm would... sure it's fine. Just I don't. I'm not looking for a vampire book to read right in now. the last in the last year. I would say that. Dark Horse has had a better track record than Image. I think that Dark. I completely agree. I think like Dark that, Horse is the new Image is not a crazy thing to say. No, I don't think that's a crazy thing to say. I think it's maybe a little bit more complex than that. But I think that on a certain level, that like some of the like fun tryout books that Image was doing a lot of now they're doing a little bit less of them right, and Dark Horse has kind they're of scared like because they're they're in a financial crunch yeah like everyone in comics right now but mm. they are they're definitely not doing the numbers that they used to so mm. well they uh-huh. are concerned uh and that drove them to Lunar which might help yeah, a little bit because maybe. Lunar's a great distributor, I can say. Nice. Um, Swan Songs. Hey, who likes this depressing ass shiz? Uh, I do, actually. Uh, this is uh, Maxwell Prince of Oh yeah, Ice this was Cream not for me. Man fame, but this is this is the kind of like meditations on death kind mm-hmm. of shit that is. I could tell from it's a little on the rough side. <laughs> I, I could mean, tell from page one that I wasn't going to enjoy it. I, I would, it would be hard for me to say that I enjoyed it, mm. but I would definitely say that it is good. I would say without question, it is a well written book, and it is yeah, I have no doubt of that. It's really say it is saying something. It has a an important message it is just a little on the brutal side like a lot of his stuff i mean even mm. fucking haha was brutal sometimes so i like haha is my favorite thing he's done it de- i mean there was one of those stories that was well maybe art brute i like art oh, brute I a lot art too. Brute too but i i swear one of the haha issues i can't remember which one was maybe the strongest single issue i've ever read in my life and i feel like it's still there mm. it's like it still haunts me <laughs> I loved it so much. Yeah, I actually re- should reread those. I, I remember feel, like I Langridge like did one of those, and yeah, that was the one. Yeah, it was the Langridge one. He's just with such the little a... old lady. Yeah. Oh my god. Cool. Jiminy Christmas. That was a good one. Uh, we've got Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Armageddon game. I apologize. We have a lot of damages this week for that one, so oh, we don't man. have all the covers. Uh, we've got Thor Annual Number One. Who is Mythos? 
I don't know, but there's this is the same thing with that Hulk annual that came out a couple weeks ago where there's a preview of the new series at the end, and so I basically just read it for that, and uh, right off the bat, Al Ewing is going to do some I mean, cool things with Thor. Of course, it's going to be fucking awesome. Yeah, so yeah. I can't wait. I was uh, there was like a couple things that like I was just like I don't really get why he it's this is still the status quo for Thor, and then just like literally like page two, exactly. page one, it's just like boom, and it's like okay, that's Thor. Thanks. Yeah, yeah, and uh, and I think just like the Hulk, it's going to be one of those things where people are going to see that the series is great and then they're going to go back and they're going to be like oh shit we need to get this annual and <laughs> it's got a first appearance in it so everyone's going to buy it out oh. and you're not going to get it so, so that's the same thing happened with the Hulk annual where it was just really? like oh there was a first appearance oh right of the monster yeah, the monster whatever lady, that is queen of monsters or and whatever. so everyone everyone bought it out and now it's you know it's going for not a ton but it's definitely more than cover price yeah. it wound up on key collector for those who follow that terrible thing i don't um know what that is let's see torrent number five didn't read torrent i don't know what's going on in this book it's mark guggenheim (laughs) the goog uh we've got extreme venom verse i almost bought this big surprise for me i loved it (laughs) that peach momoko was that's cool absolutely mind-blowingly good uh for me it was the third story if i had liked the i I like peach momoko's art if i had liked the the first two stories more it just like five dollars for a single comic was a little bit of a stretch but i love that third story so much it's it's very fun uh it's sort of a uh sailor moon kind of version (laughs) of venom uh, and it's super, super simple manga style art, really fun. And now, and I'm really mad because I flipped to the last page and I saw that there's basically a Jeff the Land Shark version yeah, of coming next. Venom in the next issue. So I'm like, yeah, I think okay. it actually might be Jeff the Land Shark as Venom. So I'm like, okay, now this, now this fucking comic is something that I want to read. This is so weird, but I swear that Peach Momoko, it was only what five, six pages. It was nothing. But it was so, so, so beautiful. It is cool. I oh just, I'm God. all about Necroco. I want a Necroco comic. <laughs> Honestly, I think if Extreme Venomverse had a cover that just had Necroco by that artist, I probably would have brought it home. I mean, it does. Unfortunately, it's like fucking $125. Oh, yeah. Which well, is why I, that. that was the only reason that I went as hard as I did on this is I saw that character on the 1 in 25 and I was like, yeah. Oh, people are going to pay money for this for some reason and I just happened to luck out this time. Nice. So. Well, usually I overspend for no reason like an asshole, but that's how the comic industry keeps going is this kind of uh lottery and FOMO that makes comic shop owners want to make sure that they have every cover available for their customers or else they feel like they're doing a bad job mm. Aha. well I can assure you you are not doing a bad job hey thanks I appreciate it uh, you know who is Heartfelt. doing a bad job who Venom oh man what a dummy <laughs> lethal <laughs> protector my butt uh, I like the lethal protector series speaking of how about lethal protector instead I do like this one actually. Yeah, it's fun. I like it more than the ongoing Venom. I do I not enjoy the I ongoing didn't Venom comic book. One, so. I do. Yeah, it's, I flip through it. It's whatever. I it has that weird. Is that that weird? Uh, 
uh, Golden Age guy that's like they kind of like in that free comic they had him revealed to be a symbiote and and I thought that was kind of a cool twist but um, but yeah I just other than that I'm just not following Venom interesting yeah there is a I just flipped it and there is a very interesting revelation on the last page that I was like oh okay they're they're going hard on it and Lethal Protector actually has a similar thing so I guess they're going hard on Doom. Anyway, we've got... Oh, yeah, yeah. Lethal Protector has Doom. It's cool. We've got uh, Walking Dead uh, Deluxe Edition number whatever it is. And, hey, who likes to appreciate the art of Shaky Kane and not buy his comics? Everybody. So this is literally... Weird work. It's it's like Rad Wraith. It's it was really? a, I have every issue of this comic. Really? Yeah, I kickstarted all of them. Oh, no kidding. And it was like, it was weird because like, I like the first one and I like the concept of it. It's weird. It's like it's a police procedural. Now I'm taking it away so I can flip through it. Sorry, visual. <laughs> it's it's a weird oh my God. sort of police procedural. Just with... flip to okay. Well, you know what? Here's if you want me to sell this comic to people, here's the first page I flip to. Uh yeah, if you can't read that, it says screw you fuckos <laughs> in bloody yellow script with a pig blasting off in a in a recliner using only uh Tommy guns to propel himself into the air. It's so if that doesn't grab you then you're probably not the target demo for this comic book. Yeah, it's it was oh kickstarted. It's a it's a like very British. It's very to like sort of like I wa- I don't quite want to say 2000 AD, but like sure, like it could I think easily have been like a backup or like one of the features in that. And it's it's weird. It has sh- shaky cane art, and it's I love shaky cane. I really really do. But and again, so I I did kickstart all three issues because I just like once I had the first one, I was like, well, I'm not gonna like not kickstart the other ones. But and this is like if if you happen to be a person who kickstarted weird work, which probably mm-hmm. no one listening, but um. The art is, I think, slightly like they've remastered the the artwork a little bit, so, such as like how like your Rad Wraith issues are not exactly the same when they exactly. come out from the yeah, regular yeah. publisher. And then also there's new covers on this. I think one of them is Jeff Darrow. I'm not really sure if that's oh, Jeff wow. Darrow, but cool. um, there was like a really hyper detailed cover that looked kind of Jeff Darrow-y. I well, didn't look at it that closely. pretty great. Yeah, it's um, fun. It's fun, and, fun comic. Uh, X-23 Deadly Genesis continues. We've got more, Kingpin. yes, more tales of uh, this era. You got one of them fights with uh, healing people, where they take away the healing factor and then they beat the ever living shit out of each other, and get all bloody and sad. Mm. Uh, we have here uh, probably one of the first gnome centric X Men comics I can think of in recent history. <laughs> mm. Yeah, you know, one of those typical stories of the X Men where you get an alligator that swallows you get a, a mutant alligator it swallows a gnome and then it becomes a superpowered gnome with big rock arms you know that story right yeah yeah we have we've all heard it i do like the name of that <laughs> it's got a weird name yes uh it's um, like go go pog or pog pog or pog pog or pog bi and you'll drop your purses if ye wish not yeah. to die 
I I do wish not to die. Thank you so much, Pogger. I, ha- I do have like an issue with this. Like when I now when I see Cyclops in the old '91 costume, yeah. like he is in this issue, and I remember that free comic book day issue, which you can buy for seven dollars now this yeah, yeah. week, <laughs> where Cyclops for some reason just gets executed in like two panels, oh my and God. I'm just like, yeah, yeah. what the fuck? Like this guy's been alive for fifty fucking years, and then all of a sudden, just like some dickhead, like just throws him out of a tree and he dies. Like That's how it happens, man. I guess it is, but it's fucking dumb. And uh, now when I see that, I'm just like, oh, is this Cyclops who died, like the clone of Cyclops who dies? Like, I mean, I don't know. This has always been that that comic, that free comic book day comic, like really ruined Cyclops for me in a in a in a way that I'm still grappling with. Not that I've always been the hugest Cyclops fan in the world, but I don't know. I just feel like he's toilet paper now. <laughs> I feel like he's rubber and like I'm glue. Yeah, sort of. And like whatever he says bounces off. Me I just no, I him. just feel like he's literally like a Kleenex. Like he's just like a t- disposable like the the X-Men are just Kleenex now. I mean, it, uh, yes, that is what that is what the resurrection protocols have done. Unfortunately, has really has really taken away a lot of the drama that well, and he, but even when it has drama, it's like there's like the in this one, they're like, well, Magneto is dead and he can't be resuscitated. Or he can't be revived. I'm like, bullshit. <laughs> You're going to tell me that the fucking year from now, there's not going to be a goddamn X-Men comic with fucking Magneto in it. Like, fuck you. There's a Magneto solo series kicking off soon. Uh, yeah, I mean, <laughs> it doesn't even like there's no way that the, so there's like there's what's the stakes like you've taken the stakes, you've removed the stakes. And in doing that, you've like completely removed all of the fucking drama. Yeah. Oh, I agree. From the whole thing. Like, and yeah, just yeah. like you don't even realize it yet. You're just still making your action figures jump around, fucking fall out of trees and die and do dumb shit. Doing dumb shit. Speaking of doing anyway, dumb shit. Uh, New Mutant Sinister. Series good. He's uh, he's putting he's putting clones out there. There's four sinister clones kicking around, and uh, we're gonna find out why. They're color coded, so you can easily tell Thank them apart. God, I think one I of them would, has boobs. So I'm I not would sure. lose track of them otherwise. <laughs> uh, but it is uh, it's important to be able to know where your sinister clones are at any moment, and so uh, they're cloned with uh, funny colors, just like Power Rangers. Yeah. Uh, anyway, what and that's it. That's when, all of the comics. It's all the comics, but we're not. Are we not talking about trades and other things anymore? Ooh, God. I mean, we could. What would you like to talk about for trades? I don't know what came out. Ugh, God, a lot of shit. <laughs> oh, like, no. Way too much shit. Well, I mean, maybe we'll next time we can do like a trade talk or something, like, like a, a little, TED talk. Yeah, like a little section of the video where we talk about the trades because we used to talk about the trades. Yes, I know. Some of our, some of our, people, some people will just be listening to the audio of this, and and they're like, "Well, what the trades are coming out?" What oh, the, <laughs> do you think that the people who listen have that voice? Because I, I do, I do. I actually, I know my friend John listens, and so I'm sorry I gave you that voice for the podcast, John. <laughs> <laughs> oh, hey, well, it's hey. me, John. I'm walking around. I want to know what the trades are, and I can't. I gotta say though, say. there were not a ton of trades this week for yeah. reasons uh, unknown. Mm. Um. I don't actually, I mean, so One Piece, uh, number 103 came out this week. We love One Piece. I mean, is obviously one of the biggest things uh, in the world. You got uh, Pink Lemonade (laughs) trade paperback. Oh, nice. That's good. Get Pink Lemonade trade. That's a good one. It is a great one. I love Nick Cagnetti. Yeah, yeah. Um, And uh, let's see, anything else of note? 
No, I mean, there really isn't that much. Okay, well, come so, and check the website, also CoastCityComics.com. Yes, please, check the website, CoastCityComics.com. Follow us at CoastCityComics and uh, and buy stuff from CoastCityComics.com and also uh, go to Coast City Comics Main uh, on YouTube and follow this here uh, this here video channel. Yeah, and we have we got uh, some followers this week. Yeah, and I even figured out how to uh, how to compartmentalize so that we can have the the comics podcast on one channel and the oh, cool. horror podcast on the other channel and all nice. the other nonsense so that all the covered in bees videos aren't on the same channel as our podcast <laughs> nice and then but, also you know you should also watch the hobbits fucking rule video that we <laughs> shot in Baxter Woods because oh, uh, it's cool. very fun yeah and then also uh, uh, at um actually comics on Instagram where we do a little short video where you can see the books and um, I'm at all at dollar binge although I have I need to step up my posting yeah even though I've bought a ton of dollar books I haven't been posting as much step it up yo gotta step it up all right thank you so much for listening and we will see you next week good night bye, bye.